Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word, we're going into the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. I want to share with you verses 56 and 57. And then let's talk just for a bit today about Peter's great reversals. So if you would hear the word of the Lord, a servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers. But Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. So after Jesus' arrest, we learn in John 18 that he and another disciple go to the home of the high priest. And as a matter of fact, that scripture in the Gospel of John mentions that this other disciple was acquainted with the high priest. And so he was allowed to come into the courtyard uh, together with Peter. This was Peter's entree to, um, to the courtyard uh, of the high priest. And it was cold that night, so the servants and the guards, they had a fire going. Uh, Peter went up to try to warm up a bit there, and this is where his denials begin, what is really a reversal. Uh, it's a reversal of his confession. In Luke 9:20, we read, Peter says, You are the Messiah sent from God. So he goes from declaring that Jesus is the Messiah to I don't even know this guy. I don't know what you're talking about. His promise that night also is reversed. On that very night, we read in 22:33, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. Now, um, he goes to the extent of denying even knowing Jesus. And not only that, Matthew 26:74 even calls down a curse on himself. He says, if I'm lying... I call down a curse on myself. This is the, the extent of the reversal of, of Peter. And, and so good question is why? Uh, why such a reversal in Peter? And I, I think certainly we could say fear. I, I think uh, obviously that was, that was there. He was ready to fight in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and perhaps uh, he felt the, the captivity of this wall, the, the guards there, he was certainly outnumbered. Um, but, but I just want to suggest here that may have been more going on there. Um, could have been something else. In fact, I, I think that part of his reversal was that his faith was faltering. You know, uh, Jesus had told them again and again, we, we can lose count going through the gospel. How many times Jesus had said that this was ahead of him, his suffering and his death and his resurrection was ahead. And yet, it didn't seem to sink in with the disciples. You see, no one was actually expecting that the Messiah would, would be killed and raised from the dead. No, nobody was expecting that. That just wasn't even in their frame of reference. And, and so, it, it seems to me that it was a combination of fear and the faltering of his faith. And, and it's important to see that as we look to uh, Peter's next great and permanent, and permanent, thank God, reversal. That is to say that he becomes sold out for Jesus Christ, even to the extent that he would give his life as a martyr for the gospel. He would give up his life for Jesus Christ. And uh, in this strong faith that is born in him, this sure faith 
is a faith that is given to him. It is a gift from God. You think about what happens to him. He reverses to such an extent that not long after Peter denies Jesus, he's standing up in Jerusalem proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ before thousands of people. What accounts for that great reversal? Well, first of all, we know that the, at the heart of this reversal was, was actually meeting and being with and being taught by the risen Jesus. If Jesus is not raised from the dead, Peter does not do this. There is no reversal for Peter. If Jesus is not actually there showing him that he defeated death, the vindication of the Son of God uh, there, Peter experiences the risen Christ. And not only that, he is given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so as he speaks, he has firm knowledge that even if these people kill me, I will yet live because Christ has defeated death, because I am held in the hands of the one who has caused all of creation to come into being, who is the creator of life. I am safe in his hands. And also, he is speaking under the power by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. God has come to dwell in him, to take up residence in him. And so he has the experience of the peace and the rest and the joy of the Lord within him, and the Lord is leading him in what he's saying. And, and let us just say thanks be to God for the gift of faith. Because the Lord seeks us out by the Holy Spirit, the Lord leads us and guides us, draws us to Himself, uses people and situations and speaks to our hearts to draw us to Him. And then someone shares the gospel with us or we read the Bible and, and the Spirit brings revelation. This is true. Comes with an invitation that is the conviction of sin, but also the assurance of the love and grace of God poured out on the cross of Jesus Christ. And when we say yes, when we say yes to that revelation, to that invitation, we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit, which causes, we pray, also in us a great reversal. The death of our old lives, the beginning of a new, where it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And we live as sold out believers, even willing, if it, if it would come to it, even willing to give up our lives for the sake of Jesus Christ, because we too know that our lives are held in His hands. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, we, I, I want you to know that, that I pray that God would bless you, that He would watch over you, that He would keep you. Amen.